0: Hi guys, this is Tuti Gogia. in case you are listening this voice for the very first time you can go check out my social media handles and this is season 2 of Stuti Speaks and now you will know that this is all about my guest. So today I have a very special guest with me whose name is Rinku Bhadwaj and I'll mostly call her ma'am throughout because of the respect I feel for her and she was one of the women leaders, the delivery head organization in which I was previously working. I mean he, she was a person who I used to look up to and I think we had a good time I really had a good time learning from her so I will pass on to her so that she can give a brief detail about her corporate journey and we can take it from there and now how you're working regarding your consulting firm and mentoring so many people especially women and girls so I would want to pass it over to you ma'am uh, yeah let's
1: start with your introduction first so first of all thank you Stuti for um, considering me for your podcast I've been listening to it and it's been a wonderful job that you're doing Uh, So like you said, yes, we've worked together. Like you saw a spark in me, I also Uh, besides your curly hair and that appearance that you had, uh, the book that you wrote and everything, the whole journey I've been following very closely. So I'm really inspired to hear, but you guys have been very kind to tell me that I'm an idol. Um, um, I try to do a decent job. Anyhow, so thank you so much for all the respect and everything, but you can do with Rinku. I'm fine with that. (laughs) Uh, about my introduction, well, uh, I am almost completing my, uh, I will almost be celebrating my golden birthday. Um, so that's hitting me hard right now. Uh, but uh, talking about my corporate uh, experience or professional experience, 20 years I was with corporate, like Suti shared. Um, after that, I left my job in 2015 and started on an own personal journey. Um, this journey was more, I would say, I was exploring. Uh, You know, and it was very different and we'll talk about it maybe. But uh, just to keep it short, the last seven years have been very, very interesting for me in the sense I've done everything that I wanted to do uh, in small different ways. So I started with freelancing, um, which is 2016. I did my spiritual uh, also uh, fulfillment during that time. Um, I did a couple of projects here and there. And then uh, with a great dear friend of mine, I started with a consulting firm in a very new space, which was custom experience and very upcoming and progressive space, that is it. Uh, so I think that's something that I did. And I also started meanwhile, while I was trying to see what I can do professionally, um, I, I had a lot of, uh, you know, um, I, liked, I like, I'd like to call myself a problem solver. So, you know, I always, I think, and people with problems, they, they automatically come towards me. And I think that led me to explore a, a specific career in career counseling. Hmm. And I call it career counseling because I got attached with two firms and they were into career counseling of school students, you know, this uh, middle school to senior school where they're exploring about what colleges they should go and what subjects they should choose. And that gave me a lot of satisfaction and a lot of, uh, you know, happiness while helping kids and their parents uh, travel their journey. Uh, Doing that, I also had a lot of uh, kids and a lot of young professionals like you. Uh, coming to me and then talking about their problems and that's how i started on my career coaching but career coaching is more of my uh, passion um, but i take customer experience more as my professional and more uh, serious business but this career coaching is more of passion and you know happiness that i follow besides that i'm mother of two i have a husband uh, uh, my elder daughter is almost settled she has started a working journey just recently uh, my younger one is just starting her senior school so the life life is very busy with uh, mm-hmm. two girls and family mm-hmm. and work mm-hmm. but so far so good
0: yeah so abhiyam will uh, we'll talk like one by one firstly let's uh, talk about your overall 20 of years of corporate experience basically i want to talk about how was you being like how was your journey being a women leader see i'm also in corporate and at a certain yeah. point there are less agenda uh, wise if we do the mismatch it's like 70 30 or 60 40 so being a woman leader first is tough especially in a country like india i'm not saying india is not progressive it Mm -hmm. is and it is being more but then at the same time we know that there has been gender inequalities so how was your journey being a woman leader and how you evolved during your uh journey and then we'll uh, go to the consulting part yeah
1: sure so i think uh There's a slight difference in when we started. So I started my work career in 1996, right? Um, When I started off, I think at that time, in those times, uh, I'm saying in those times because time is really changing very fast. And uh, I know at that time, all that we had in mind, especially for me, it was to be self-reliant and independent because I was to get married too. Mm -hmm. I was very sure that it wasn't that I had to decide when I'm going to get married. I had to be married in a couple of years. In fact, 96 is the year when I got married. So I, uh, it was very close for me. So the whole idea was to be self-reliant and independent. That's the kick that we had at that time, because it was not given and guaranteed for us. So I, for sure, started from there and just my skills. Then skills were not great. I was a graduate in uh, uh, biology and I was an IT student. So from that, uh, you know, I took an advantage of Y2K because a lot of uh, IT. Uh, in the those days so that's where my generation took an advantage who was little more smart uh and were opportunistic we got our uh, chances and Mm -hmm. i took hold on that chance a chance i think i know in my mind i never felt that i was a woman or i was a girl Mm -hmm. my whole focus was that i had to be uh, working i have to be independent and financially secured at the same time i and I think what came into my aid was my hard work and my, uh, I think just resilience and belief in myself that I can do whatever mm-hmm. is thrown on me. So I think learning ability uh, and the agility to be adaptable to new uh, domains because I change my domains pretty fast. Every two years, I was changing my domain uh, from from navigation systems that is uh, GPS to um, you know, um, this US benefits um, to hardcore software development. There were a lot of different domains that I worked in. So I think uh, being fearless came into my aid. And uh, in my mind, I was always independent Mm. and fearless. So Mm. that came into play. Mm. Uh, Being in the hardcore MNC culture, we got the advantage of a little more liberal environment. Mm. So I was lucky to be part of the MNCs. Our teams, our managers, our leadership was also such. Especially, uh, there were a couple of companies where our HR was very strong. Mm. So I... Personally, I did not feel too much of gender bias. What I definitely experienced was the conflict with what I am as a person and how mm. people perceived um, the, the person on the other side as a leader. Mm. So, you know, if you know me well, I'm a very open, approachable. Yeah. I don't uh, move around in the office with high callers. Um, mm. I could joke around with anybody. I could take any jokes. People were very open and, you know, we would have mm. fun. My mm. whole philosophy was that. Mm. So I think that's something which I had to be because and plus being a woman, I was also very outspoken. Mm. Um, so I know a lot of my bosses said I'm a difficult work person, because <laughs> I would say how I feel it. I was very expressive about how I felt it. Mm. Um, so I, I think where I struggled was some stereotypes as a woman, and mm. as stereotypes as a leader, mm. like as a leader, you should walk in certain ways, you should talk in certain ways, you should be you know, following certain protocols, I did not do that. I was more free-spirited, mm. um, and I was very mm. adamant about it. Mm. At the same time, as a woman's stereotypes. I think it was about you know, oh, you have kids, mm. maybe you want to go early. Mm. Uh, so there were a couple of opportunities which I missed because of that. Mm. Uh, mm. When I was expecting my second child, I was mm. full on, and I was expecting a promotion, and there was internal job opportunities happening. Mm. So I had to keep it keep it under the cover till the time I really. Mm. cleared my IGP because I wasn't sure. So there mm. were little things here and there and plus maintaining the child and work-life balance at that moment mm. it was slightly challenging there. But otherwise as a woman I in my mind I think it is all about your, what mind you see. So mm. I did not feel we didn't have so many conversations around gender biases at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, because the MNC culture was new so it, more conversations was about intercultural uh, adaptation. Okay. How globally you're going to work, what systems mm. you're going to use. Um, But the companies that I worked, we had quite a good representation of women leaders. Hmm. And you are like,
0: you were, uh, you are and you were an amazing leader for sure. I (laughs) actually had a very good time learning a lot from you. Plus the thing that you said, fearless, I I strongly feel that you have that in you. And approachable also, I think that's one of the things people say that a leader should not be approachable. Like MBA terms says that the leader should not. But I think it's personally good if a leader is approachable. And so that, I mean, there is a bond, humanistic bond also created being like along with Work. so yeah. i would also appreciate about uh, that like about you so and now coming to the second part of your journey which is like you 20 plus years worked in corporate and i'm mm-hmm. sure that must have helped you in kick-starting your yeah. second second league which i would say which is consulting right yeah. so how was that switch and how do you think uh, the thing i want to ask is it's not basically corporate or consulting related my question would be how is how different it is to work for someone else Obviously, a big organization, and then working by your own. So, I want to know that uh, personally at somehow at my level as well, because maybe another five years, I want to do something like that. So, how was that for you?
1: Yeah. So first, I'll answer your first part of the question, which is how was the shift? Hmm. So honestly, I overestimated. I thought leaving the job is easy. I've done my bit. Now I'll be sitting at home doing my things, free will. Uh, will be in place and I'll be this happy soul. But in three weeks, I finished with all my Netflix binge watch and all my luxury that I thought I will do. And I started missing because all that I had done in my growing up, I got married. I mean, I started my working at 23 years of age and I was married at the similar age. So my whole last 20, 22 years were spent just working, coming back home, taking care of the house, whichever ways I could. Building, bringing up kids, so I was very, very busy and occupied. There was no time to think. And now I was left on me, my own self because my kids were at school, my husband was at work, I was at home, not knowing what to do. So I think that led me to a deep dive wherein I started my spiritual awakening. I started following some meditation. I joined some sanghas, followed Isha Foundation. I started doing those practices and that gave me a wow. lot of clarity. But the thing that came to my help was journaling. So I started journaling and writing as in what I need to do and what is my mind telling me. And that's where I got to uh, realize my strengths, that what are my strengths? Uh, because you know there was a time when I thought, what did I gain? I did not achieve any qualification in my 20 years. I'm not with a job, I'm getting older. There's no place for me in the corporate world anymore. What will I do? So I sat back and I started writing. And what came out was that definitely interpersonal skills is something which I could uh, validate. The other thing was my client relationships were very strong. And business operations and processes were my strength. So last gig that I did was business excellence senior director, wherein I did a lot of operational efficiency projects. So those were the three, four things that were coming out. So I started opening my channel with my network, with my friends, and started talking to them. Couple of networks, they opened up to me, and I started my first project. And a couple of projects that I did, one of those projects led me to customer experience of the domain, which was, again, very interesting. And there I met another soul, which is my partner in Ping Goa Consulting Services. Um, she was also my fellow uh, you know, uh, freelancer in that particular contract. We did a project together, and she, she actually motivated me to start a firm of my own. So I was mm-hmm. like, no, no, yeah, I'm not a business person. I will still figure out. And I was already doing career counseling. But then I think she had some faith in me. And she's a great academician. She's a researcher. So I said, OK, I can bring in an operation. Let's do some. So we started it off as a fund. Mm-hmm. And we made our mind very clear that we, both of us were not running behind money. And we were not wanting to do create a big enterprise. We were very modest in the fact that we said, we want to do good projects. But to brand it, we will create this company. So it was a proprietor firm that we started. We never made it a private, limited, or in, in a different firm. So that's how we started. And that's where my uh, freelancing journey began. It was very struggleful. It was not easy. Because the whole shift from full-time corporate to this was very different. The key difference is we come to the second part, which is what are the differences. I think my corporate journey was very mindlessly driven. Mm. I was very mindless in my journey in corporate because I just came to work. I did my bit. I came back home. I didn't think about too much about my growth. And, and things just happened to me, I think. Um, but I think in my freelancing journey, I was doing things very mindfully and consciously. So I was very aware. Uh, can I
0: can I like stop you a bit? Sorry, I don't want yeah. to cut you off. But being like spirituality, I'm too much into spirituality yeah. now. Yeah. Do you think the difference came in because you did that, did that spiritual break, or yes. it came in as a natural? And I'm really sorry to cut you off. Again, no, no, but I was that's not okay. to Stop myself. No, no, so, that's yeah. okay. Do you think the difference was because of that, or it was it was because you were doing by your own? Because I personally think the journaling and whatever you told must have helped you to be more. Aware in general, rather than, rather than yeah. I mean, uh, to towards the consulting on something else.
1: Yeah, yes. go ahead. So because I think everything comes together. Okay. If you talk to me as a person, as an as a child also, I was very deep into thinking. Hmm. I always wanted to talk, tell stories, listen to stories, uh, observe people, be no, be curious about people, life in general, get attached to the weather at times. There were times I remember, as a child when I would just sit on my terrace in my house and be there, uh, you know, and spend time. So I think I I was always a deeper person, I think, and I was cut out a little differently and way ahead of my times, I think, because I was very open about, you know, now what we talk about inclusion, uh, you know, of all kinds of genders. So I was very, I, I did not have strong opinions about anything. Um, so I think that was the beginning. That was my base. And I always followed yoga in a way. My mother is a yoga teacher, so I followed her. Yeah. I would like to take those practices. Um, but I never did follow anything spiritually. Or rituals were not my thing. Like I wouldn't do puja or I wouldn't think of an idol. Like when I got married, my father-in-law asked me, who do you pray? I said, I don't pray anyone. So, and my husband's family comes from a very strong ritual background. So they, they're very, you know, Mandir wale log. They go to mandir, they do puja do Vrat and all. I was not that. But he understood that. But where I came from, I think when this corporate journey definitely helped me also be aware. All that I did in corporate journey and when I started journaling, it was all coming from that experience. Mm -hmm. So I will not disregard it. But spirituality just came to me. So it started with, so I was with a friend, another friend of mine. I started my meditation journey because I was Mm -hmm. aware. I was quiet. And we we do a lot of deep thinking. She's also my ex-colleague and my great peer. She was. Um, but she left earlier than me. And then two of us would meet and we would talk about so much stuff. And she was part of a Sangha. So I joined her with a Sangha. Mm. I was fond of writing. So I started literature. I started joining, going to a literature group where we would do a lot of us would meet and write. So meeting these different kind of people, doing this Sangha. And then Isha, uh, Inner Engineering Course, just mm. came to me. It was in one of my mailboxes and I opened it and I called them up and I went and visited Ashram that was quite life changing because those 7 days i never ever done a solo trip so that mm. is when i also got aware and got a lot of calm and composure that it's okay we don't have to run around too much that's how my spirituality came in but i think you're like when i look at you i think there are people i think spirituality always comes to you true that you don't have to, you don't have to chase it if you chase it doesn't come take you anywhere sure true, sure, true. so so is something which i practice i am mm. not still a very um, I won't say I'm a very disciplined person to that, but I still try and follow. It's always there in my backup. That is something mm. which has stayed with me. So I still mm. do my careers and I still do my meditation. I believe in meditation. I did a lot of healing, like I got healed in so many healing aspects. So I think this was a process of being aware of yourself, mm. so and knowing where you're damaged, knowing what hurts you, knowing where you need the healing part. So I went through a past life regression process, wow. a workshop. I did a lot of. I my friends like that. Um, I, that's where I got meditation, eating meditation, silent meditation. I did a program of a deeper meditation in Isha Ashram, which was Bhavas Pandana. Uh, a very regressive and very uh, I mean, aggressive uh, meditation program for three, four days, which I did. Uh, so I think a lot of things that I explored and I just ad- I accepted. I think I'm a very open person. I like to learn and explore and experience mm-hmm. different things. Mm-hmm.
0: so yeah so I mean
1: obviously the
0: thing that you are saying that it came for corporate but yeah the spirituality amp- amplified it and that's how you yeah. you gave it and why, uh, the thing that you are saying the healing is I think the most important part most of our life we triggers like we are being triggered yes. we are being uh, we are unhealed we are wounded and yes. this is very natural mm-hmm. problem yeah, but actually yeah. we are unhealed and we we don't have triggers exactly the, the time we start doing meditation and the spiritual pra- practicing and it's great that you, you have done a PLR too which yeah. is also very great like I'm into mm-hmm. all this stuff now so I know the Reiki and the healing and everything mm, about mm, it mm, so mm, yeah mm. when you start knowing about yourself apne, you start to know your strength and you basically accept your shadow and yes. i think that's the most important thing The for yeah. most of our life I'm not accept shadow nahi we think that's a you different know, journey yeah
1: you know what happened with me the biggest challenge that i had to face when i was as a child only i always wanted i knew that I'll, i was from a middle class family so i'll get married hmm. you know my father has three daughters i'm the second one so we had to get married at an early age. So twenty-three was my age in my mind. Very funny. Yeah. Now kids yeah. so don't. My elder daughter is twenty-three. <laughs> so, uh, so I think I um, the biggest challenge that I faced was that um, I always felt I had to be working, yeah. and I had to be working. One because somewhere deep down there was this boy versus girl thing, not in my family that I felt, but around, you know. Because my father has three three daughters and he had one son. So we could hear uh, from the extended family things. And as a child, I was a rebel also. Like I wanted Mm -hmm. to do things differently. I was a different child altogether. So my entire self-worth was around me working and the salary that I was bringing back home. mm -hmm. And fortunately, I never imagined that I will be taking a corner office or I'll do so well. Mm -hmm. I wasn't planful in my career, so to say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, like Mm -hmm. I said I was very mindless in my career uh, path but then when I left the job that's where it hurt me most Mm -hmm. it still hurts sometimes I haven't completely healed from it Mm -hmm. but my whole self worth was around the salary that I'm bringing home Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so there was a time when even for a cup of coffee when I had to go out Mm -hmm. while I had earned enough to have good savings my husband earns well Hmm. There was no reason for me to be disturbed for a cup of coffee, but it would be tough for me to spend that money on myself. Hmm. So actually, Hmm. for three, four years, I completely cut down on my own expenses. Hmm. Hmm. You know, in my mentally, I was finding it, and that was again catching up on me because I was in a cyclical process. Hmm. I am for for, I wasn't feeling worthy enough because I was not earning and not contributing actively financially. Hmm. And then I was to compensate it, I was cutting down on my expenses, mm. on my self-indulgence, or uh, you know, uh, luxuries, mm. and that would bring a change in life. That would put me at a back foot, and then I would again go back to the point: oh, I'm not earning, and so I'm in this state. So it was very cyclical, and that's where I started with my healing journey because I was mm. confused: what's happening? So mm. all that healing helped me understand that you know. So I had to work a lot on my self worth, and I'm still learning. I'm still mm. picking it up because i have to tell people that healing karane ka matlab, and you know that yeah it doesn't mean that you're healed no it's, na, never it's a very it's a gradual and it's a going process
0: basically healing occurs in a circle circle so yeah. the oval shaped circle so every time the radius will be lesser like if you 10 level hurt thi, it will go to 8 7 6 5 and eventually to 1 but yeah. it will keep happening and what yes. radius will it will eventually merge, but in that it will keep coming back. And the yeah, thing that you yeah. were saying, it's basically our inner child issue. Se yes. suna, so you have that thing in mind. So you have that thing in It takes time. That, that happened for 30 years. You will de- need at least 5 to 10 years to erase that down. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Karne mein bhi utna time na. So anyways, true, true. Yeah, I can completely, I mean, I can resonate on that. But way. that's
1: what also drives me. So I try yeah. to help women who are on sabbatical yeah. Mm. Uh, you know our, women on sabbatical we call it a sabbatical even when we had to drop the job because of a child like we say mm. sabbatical that's not sabbatical sabbatical is temporary break that you take mm. we actually drop everything to bring up a child or for so many other reasons mm. but we are shy of sharing things mm. and I know there's so much of confusion and I come from that experience mm. and I got my own clarity so mm. just finding a job will not give you a clarity mm. Um, mm. so I still struggle I do want to go back to corporate life once Give, mm. it a, give it a complete closure because mm. so there are so many ideas that I'll go back, I'll work like that and I'll work like this, I'll do these things differently. Mm. But then the easier way or the better way for me is that I try and help and coach, guide youngsters yeah. to tell them how they can be more mindful in their career path. Career path is not about a job. Mm. It's not about one job that you get. Job mm. is just part of that. Career path is inclusive of so many other things. What mm. kind of job you're doing? What kind of people you're working with? Who's your manager? That mm. plays a big role. Why are you working? Like, why do you have to earn? How much do you need to earn? And why do you have to earn so much? Wow. So all that comes into play. So mm. that's why I think, uh, so a lot of kids come to me and they tell me, I'm resume or help me, guide, Or I'm not finding a job. So uh, when I try and tell them, it becomes a little stretch for them because they're in a rush to get a job. Mm. Um, but then I do things my way. I tell them that if it's just about a job, then I'm not going to help you because job, Hunt karne kali, you have these platforms mm. where you can go or talk to a recruiter. Mm. But career coaching is a different ballgame altogether. Mm. That's, I think, so super deep. I
0: think things sometimes happen for you for a bigger purpose. Maybe like you are saying, I want to go back to corporate for closer. I think maybe that happened because you have to help people in this yeah. like of thing. Because we think that... Do see closer. Maybe when you are mentoring those hundred people and they are doing really good in their careers, they are coming back to you. Then yeah. you think I think that's a better, better journey. And that's
1: yes. for a larger purpose. Yes. So I mean corporate mein na, we come with so much of nonsense already. Uh-huh. Like we enter thinking corporate mein politics hota hai. Uh-huh. manager is going to judge me wrong.
0: Uh-huh. I have
1: to compete with everyone and um, especially now when you have to see so much is visible to you. There's so much of knowledge is there. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. everything is available on a fingertip. True the patience true. is gone. Uncertainty has increased. Competition is even more. True that. So uh, I think, and I tell my daughter also this, that all you have to work on, spend a lot of time in your in managing your own self, mm-hmm. in your inner world. You have to manage that. Everything else will work out. But it's very easy to be confused and get carried away with the outside world. Because work life, they're such fast-paced. Mm. Um, and everybody's competitive. Like, everybody's scoring 100% marks. Everybody is doing uh, graduation or post-graduation from lovely colleges. They can speak so well. Hamari our time, only few of us could speak well. Their confidence, you know. Every other kid is confident. Yeah, they're born confident. So, so, yeah, where do you play? How do you set... Set out or set apart, set yourself apart from others. That's mm. where it is going to come into play. That Can you sustain the pressure? Can you be mm. resilient in solving a problem? How creative you are. Mm. I think these are the things that one needs to uh, work mm. on.
0: Right. And I think the the generation these days, like especially Zen Z and everything, I think your daughter must be of Zen Z only. Yeah. I mean, they are quick in changing, like. I mean, yeah. they are not getting satisfaction, they'll change. Sometimes you have to play the balance as well. Sometimes you yeah. we have to learn the things at the same place, try it more. And then people are like now so quick in leaving things as well. They are so quick in quitting as well, which we didn't option We didn't talk about time option lagta tha na, ki bhi sakte. Mm. So that's nee, but the but key. The only Haan.
1: simplest way to understand this is. Do everything with full awareness and mindfully. True. So true. Even if you're changing a job, we right. are like you said, we will hmm. change jobs. We'll hop jobs. I'm not happy with the manager. I'm not happy with, I need work-life balance. Yeah. I want to go to gym Haan. and not miss on that because health is important. So, I have self-love. Uh, no. I can't compromise. I have to do what I love. You know, love. I have to follow my passion. These sentiments are so Every other reel is about it. Yeah. So what do you do? So the only way to do is whatever decisions you take. First of all, take decisions. If you look at my Instagram uh, post, there are a lot about decisions that you want to take. So decision is a very we what are our choices or what decisions we take in the path, right? So decisions when you take, be very mindful of it. Be very aware of what, deci- what you're deciding and why you're taking that step. So for example, mm-hmm. even if you're changing a job, you say, I'm changing a job because really I'm in a need of money right now. Why do I need money? Because I need to support my family, um, even if not that, to be very on a very selfish level, I want to show my be ahead of my peers or my friends, right? So that could be and one of the reasons, a valid reason,
0: reason, which is right? very valid so, reason. People are shy yeah. of me saying that.
1: Yeah, because shy. one of my friend got a job in big four company. I did not get in a big four. Not to beat her, I will definitely or beat him. I will definitely take something which is big packet. and then I'll give a call to that person and make sure, or I'll put a reel or I'll put. And show it to the world. Do everything and anything that you want to do, but do it with full awareness of why. Why do you have to do it with full awareness? So because when you look back on the journey, you do not uh, when you will pause to think why you're doing it, you might change the decision or you might think differently. So it gives you time, it's not an impulsive action. Dusra, it will never let you feel bad about the decision because you know acha mena kiyata, Fine, there's a little hurt there, but it's okay. Because decisions can go wrong, right? There's no guarantee. But at least you took the decision with the full knowledge of why you're taking the decision. That's important.
0: Wow yeah and it's like basically responding and not reacting and that's what comes yes. to awareness only yeah reaction would be and i think it's fine even if like at 24 if tha, that i'm working in and that's okay 24 mein need yeah. okay. maybe yeah. that does not remain in 34 or 44 which is okay that's the process of growth but i think the thing that you said it the question is necessary change because haan, gym and Company mujhe hmm. baje kaam karna and which is fine if you are testing in your old mind and not being really true to yourself that's true. where I think journaling must have helped you or people like yes. me I, oh yeah, yeah it helps yeah. a lot
1: I, and, yeah. nobody, and we really underplay that particular true. Uh, activity uh, I think it's a very healing tool true if, true. If, if, if you if, don't do anything but just journal and put your minds you go back and look at that you will see and you will reflect better. So, I think what I would definitely want to tell everyone is, and I've realized this from my own experience, that we're all built differently. We see one reel and we start following it. So I've also done it, I've kept salt water in my house to remove negativity. I've done sage and it, they're not bad things, they're right things. But if you're doing all that in the outside world and you're not working internally, it's not going to help. It's so only, I think what happens is that each one of us is built individually, very unique. unique pieces we are. We yeah. have our own baggage, we have our own family, we have our own culture, values, upbringing, so many people we interact with, up internal dramas it. Mm-hmm. It is it's not fair to yeah. just follow something blindly. Hmm. Hmm. and I think it's fine वो ये वाली बात मैं
0: I want to give my example people से कि आपको अपने passion के लिए job छोड़ दो for me मेरे लिए हमेशा ऐसे work I can work for my job like Monday to Thursday Friday and I मुझे लगता है कि मैं जब Saturday Sunday को कुछ करती हूँ अपने लिए और people around or something to my passion I feel more good working on my job so yeah. this works best for me not everyone is like कि मैं अपना सब कुछ छोड़के passion करना चाहता हूँ I Absolutely. mean I, I want I I mean I thought once, twice, but I, I was sure that this is not at least now this is not going to work for me for another two two, three years. Absolutely. So I think it's work. I think I whatever opinion.
1: works for you. So yeah. when I used to counsel students, na school students, mm-hmm. so their mm-hmm. main question unse poochow, what do you want to become? Somebody will say, I want to play guitar or mm-hmm. I want to be a football player. Mm-hmm. But we have to make the child understand that those are not fundamental careers. Right. Mm. Those are very out of the league careers. They're mm. not bad, mm. but you have to be very cautious and again aware of what you're choosing because that true. may not only 1%, 2% will be mm. very successful. Right. So my whole energy would go in explaining them what is a fundamental career, what is a passion driven. Following mm. a passion doesn't mean that you have to, or following a particular fundamental career doesn't mean that you have to stop your passion. You should pursue your passion. True so a lot of times it was like for a child who wanted to do football. I would say, okay, continue playing football. And the parents will get very worried. Oh, no, no, what what are you telling him? I said, no, but it's his passion. It makes him happy. So let him do football. But at the same time, let him take some fundamental subjects which will help him maybe be in a sports management field as a backup option. So mm. the child also feels, okay, I'm not losing touch. I get mm. it. Right. So there's so many other ways that you can deal. Something it it depends. It's very individualistic Individual and
0: very unique to formula. Yeah. And are like, supposedly I'm doing this podcast. If I I might not be. But after work, if I'm doing it, like after 9, 10, and my work is over, it gives me that energy so that yeah. I can do my work better next day. So if, and there are people who can do a podcast like a full time. It doesn't hmm. work for me. So it's hmm. like every person has different ability because yep. yeah. like, I, I won't do justice if I'm completely doing my passion like 100%. So it's you know, completely- when I was
1: working, I was doing some project and I had to give a presentation. And hmm. there was, I don't know if you remember, but there was this um, chief of our group uh, from US who was visiting us. And all of us as leaders had to give a presentation on that particular project. So It hmm. was my hmm. turn. Hmm. And when I started, she realized somewhere, she, you know, um, so she stopped me in the in between. And she said, uh, whenever you are trying to aim for something, so this is in response to what you're saying, that if you want, you can do so much, like you can work and you can pursue passion. So she told me that don't look at the uh, problems or the roadblocks that you're going, because I was all about these are the risks, these are the risks. Mm. Right? So she said, don't tell me about the risks, tell me about the stakes, tell me about what can I get out of it, like what what excites me, why should I do this project? So yeah. I think the, the, the answer here is that a lot of times, habitually, we look at what would stop us
0: like mm.
1: yeah office aata hon, thak I'm mm. not able to do it yeah gym karnat, but there's a way to manage everything if you true. want to so it's all true about true. your will and what you want to really do so true, true agreed completely so
0: yeah coming back to quickly coming back to consulting again so how is your yeah. journey going now and <laughs> what are your plans for <laughs> but yeah sure fine I think that was needed as well so yeah. what are your plans like upcoming plans and how like how are things now
1: so I, like I said, I'm a very free-spirited person. Me and Amrinder, we take a project at a time. Uh, because of pandemic, we had little struggle, but our space is also very typical to startups and entrepreneurs. But uh, So we continue to chase and you know look at clients and see if we can do some good work. But what we did achieve last year, because our workflow was a little low, we uh, wrote a book together on custom experience, and that we're going to launch this month, very wow. soon. Uh, the book is called Understanding Custom Experience, and that is for Anybody, any professional who wants to understand about this topic, they can just pick up the book. It's a very small 200 pages book uh, one could read. So that's something which is new that we have done. And I'm very happy because I wanted to author one book. Wow. And uh, that's something I never knew that I would write something on business, but I did end up writing. Uh, so that's one I'm doing. Another thing I think I'm, I'm going to work a little bit more on my customer experience, expertise. I'm going, Personally, I'm going to uh, this next year is all about self-love and this is going to be all about focus on my own self. Uh, So it will be about some more certifications in customer experience and increase my credibility in that. And we'll take it from there.
0: Wow, great. I will be waiting for your book. I'll be the one yes. who will be ordering it first, for sure. Thank And we'll be marketing as much as possible with the podcast. Javiri, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And uh, about like any parting notes you would want to give as a basically a career counselor counselor mainly. Like how, what would be your last notes to anybody who is listening, this is
1: something that takeaway take away. Uh, My takeaway is the same. I'm going to repeat myself. Do anything that you want to do. Don't chase something mindlessly. Even from learning perspective, we just pick up any course and we start doing it. Be very mindful of what you're doing, why you're doing it. That's very important. Um, Two, I don't share it because I'm not reading books to bring this out. I share it from my own experience. I have had my own challenges and struggles. Um, And I come with also not just age, but the kind of work that I'm doing, the different spaces I've been in, the number of people that I've spoken to. So that's where I come from. And I think be open to talk about your challenges. I think as it's not okay to always show your strong foot. Like true, true. if you're weak in certain areas, we're not necessarily strong in everything, right? So it is okay to talk about it. And it's okay to go to a coach and mm. ask for help. Even if you have to pay money, I'm telling you it's worth it. Yeah. I, I didn't tell you, but I did take a coaching for three months. Mm. Just in the beginning when I was all lost and directionless, I took a coaching for three months. Um, but it it may not have gotten me where I really wanted to be, but it still helped me in so many other ways. It got me so many other clarities. So I think it is important uh, to keep building yourself. So as a career counselor, coach, I would say one, be mindful Two, focus on your learning and, um, you know, uh, be open to exploring new areas and challenges. Uh, get out of your comfort zone. I think that's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, it's okay to say that I need work-life balance and I need this and I need that. But I think it is also okay to accept those challenges and work that hard, that much hard. Because you have a great amount of competition in front of you. And be creative. Be creative. I think you have to start thinking differently. That's the only way you can stand out from your peers. Mm. There's no other way. So true, so true. So that's um, it. Amazing. I'm bohati, but the, this podcast is like
0: really close to my heart. I've learned myself a lot. So thank you so much, ma'am. And thank, thank you. you thank you so much for being my guest. I never expected that you would have said yes. I randomly no. messaged you. But mujhe laga needa, But thank you so much for saying no, yes. No, no, no.
1: Anytime. I love your... talking. <laughs>
0: Same I, th- kar lege, no I think in upcoming season we might do about the custom experiences and after your book Indeed. is launched so let's yeah. see what we can do in next season but yeah thank you yeah. so much and thanks listener for listening to us stay happy thank you. thank you stay happy stay blessed and most importantly stay grateful I'll see another one bye